rails run, chasing hard, but they've got to chase down Criminal Defence. Senor Tober running on strongly, then Cucaracha coming through in the middle. Criminal Defence in front, he's got a break, he'll hold on. Criminal Defence, it's a local win. Welcome to Briz Vegas, our Queensland Winter Carnival show. It's uh, been fantastic stuff. Brought to you by Topsport and PunningForm.com.au. I'm your host, Scoot, and I've got the Windsor Weasel, Tommy Henjack, and Johnny McLeod from MacBet joining me. Uh, how are you, guys? It's good. What's doing? Mate, uh, we're just uh, getting cracking, or getting ready for a cracking weekend. Uh, the Brisbane Winter Carnival is uh, up and about. Ayrton's gone up there. Uh, Jamie Carr won't get the weight. It's all sort of happening in uh, in Brisbane, but uh, there's a lot happening with you, Johnny McLeod. Uh, you're out in the park. What's going on? Yeah, yes, I'm out in the bush here. Uh, we, we've uh, we've sold our house, so um, of all things, it's right on the time of this meeting. So I'm down in the park, right next to the river here. It's sort of it's it's good actually. I wouldn't mind doing a bit of work down here, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Beautiful blue skies. It's uh, it's still freezing and windy. Surprise, surprise. That is uh, Melbourne. Let's uh, let's talk about last week. There were some interesting, interesting races, and uh, Criminal Defence was the uh, the knockout runner in the rough habit. Did you guys find it late at a big price? Senior Toba was the one that we tipped up on the show, and gee, it looked like a quiet uh, derby trial from the Waller camp. Bit disappointing, really. Tom, you want to go? Uh, no, I'll do the other two. You go these ones. <laughs> I uh, well. Criminal defence is a complete pain for me. Um, I've been on it so many times, it's just not funny. And I can't believe he went forward into about fourth too wide, just had the perfect run. There was no speed on. He sprinted at the right time. And uh, I think uh, Senior Toba was just out there for a look. You know, he went back. The pace wasn't there. You know, he'll be a different horse. Uh, is it next week? I think you'll find the big grey coming down the outside at Eagle Farm. Mm. What about uh, Explosive Jack? It's He's taken everything before him from the Kieran Mars table and all my reports is that he's still on track for the Queensland Derby. Can they beat a horse of his quality or can Senor Toba turn the table, beat him? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I'll be, um, I don't think there's very little between the two of them. One's an up-and-coming stayer that's got to actually prove it, but the other one's been Tassie, uh, Sydney, Sydney, Adelaide, uh, Adelaide all over the shop, and um, you know they're they're uh, they're not machines. And uh, now back up to Brisbane, I think um, I'd pre- I'd rather be on the up and coming Waller horse. You know, um, I, th- I think he, you know, I really think he's going to be hard to beat. Mm, the, uh, the the fresher, more lightly yeah. resource, and maybe yeah, explosive Jack will come to the end of his preparation. Interesting one was uh, Eduardo. It was uh, heavily backed. I think it was two fifty into a dollar eighty five or a dollar ninety quote there in the in the sprint. It was uh, it was a good steer from Nash early, but I was a little bit surprised that he stayed on the fence. And uh, her, a roughie that you guys tipped up was Wild Planet, and well, he uh, he hit the line hard. But uh, what did you think of the ride of uh, of Nash? Oh, I didn't um, think. Yeah, I think it was on. a bit. So yeah, I thought there wasn't much he could do. He was getting pressured by um, Graf outside the leader, which was a big surprise in itself. I guess you could say. Um, mm. It was a very fast run race, and he was out on his feet that last hundred meters. But I guess there wasn't really anything. They were entitled to run on, and nothing really put their foot down. Like the Wild Planet was first up. Um, Herovian was first up, probably looking for further. Trekking could be gone. Um, he did loom like the winner, and he was thereabouts, but just didn't put in that last 200. 
So a um, bit of a question mark heading into a Stradbroke, um, that form reference. I think there'll be a big eyes on the BRC sprint. I think that's where we might see our Stradi winner. Mm. What were you going to say, Johnny? Yeah, I, I, I think um, I, I think we actually said if if uh, the favourite, you know, goes to one of its runs behind Nature Strip, it wins by probably eight, and if he um, <laughs> if he goes about three or four lengths worse, he still can win, and that's what he actually did. On our figures, he's gone about three lengths worse than he can go, and he still won. And you know, I I don't want to be on any of those horses parked uh, behind him because um, they had this everything possibly put in their favour and they couldn't get it down and he's a horse that's uh, probably lost half a leg since Sydney so I don't want to be back I don't want to be back in horses that's going to be chasing or couldn't chase a horse that's got three and a half legs Mm, yeah interesting point so yeah a couple of the runners behind it might have uh, looked a bit flattered there with a poor performance and he just sort of fell in he did enough I guess Eduardo and what did you guys make of uh, the win of warning it was a barnstorming win it was uh he, he traded very big odds in play, but a massive, massive finish with warning. Yeah, I um, it was strange that it was like I could, I didn't give it much at all because I thought it was a bit um, one paced, you know, getting back in the field around Doom and it was going to struggle to pick up. And um, but he actually he 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 ran the sectionals, he tore down the outside. You no, know, it was a big win. Um, you know, a lot of these horses coming up here, um, they they do find a leg every now and again, and they and they just keep on improving. So, the sunshine on its back, you know, it's found its form. It's going to be, uh, you know, strong at the finish of races. So, look out. Mm. Yeah, I Def- think it was the track kind of allowed them to run on as well. It wasn't your kind of regulation doom and where it does suit the on-speed runners. It was a track where you wanted to be slingshotting um, off the camber on the turn. Mm. And yep. definitely uh, the drier track suit a horse like warning. Uh, Robbie Heathcote, uh, Uncle Robbie, never uh, never seems to have a – well, he always has a good horse in his stable. Prince of Boom won the Spirit of Boom Classic. This horse uh, is no slouch, is it? Uh, no, absolutely not. Um, yeah, the, it was a funny run race, actually, because the, the Waller runner who was first up, uh, Giannis, um, it was actually vetted behind the gates. Um, pre-race um, the noted leader on paper Mouse High which is trained by Casey Fogden it wouldn't it refused to load so that was the pace influence um, kind of out of the race um, they went out at a moderate clip I think um, King Kappa went across um, dropped anchor that forced uh, the other runner from South Australia who was that that was sorry name it's uh, see you in spring. That pushed Miss Hipstar three wide, started to over-race with Tiger and Malay out there. And Prince of Boom, kind of the gap open, just went straight up the um, inside. But you can't – there were some funny things that happened in that race, but you can't argue with the split time. Um, ran really good time there on Saturday. Mm, where do you think his ceiling is, Johnny? Well, you don't know because it's only his second start in a race and um, backing up seven days after his first start. You know, it was a good win at um, at uh, Sunshine Coast first time last Sunday. I think I actually, you know, made it one of my not miracle. Oh, it wasn't a miracle, but it was one of those ones you just had to follow on one of my mm. podcasts. So it was um, it was always going to be hard to beat, but it was a matter of whether it could actually take the class jump 
in seven days, you know, and, and it did. But as, as Tom's saying, a few of the, the main chances of the races come, race come out. So um, it made it a lot easier when horses, uh, you know, one's come out, one's vetted and one's three mm. wide. Just made it a little bit easier, but he won by three or four. So good win. Mm, it'll be interesting to follow that horse's progress now. It's uh, it's going to be a cracking episode uh, this week. We're back at Doombin again. Uh, we're going to have a look at the quaddy legs. So uh, a couple of weeks ago we did the quaddy legs and uh, we got it in about 10 picks, I reckon. So hopefully we can do that again. Uh, the Chief to Beers, the Doombin Cup, the BRC Sprint and the Roses are the key races there. So we get a little bit of a, uh, a look towards the Queensland Oaks, which is very exciting. There's a two-horse war in the Roses. So uh, make sure uh, you support one of our sponsors, punningform.com.au. It's Australia's best online form guide. It's used by all the big syndicates and uh, the boys in the Bris Vegas show. All three of us, we uh, absolutely love it. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll start to preview the Chief to Bees. Welcome back to Bris yep. Vegas, our Queensland Winter Carnival show. I'm your host, Scoot, and I've got Tommy Henjack and Johnny McLeod from MacBet. The boys will whiz through the uh, quaddy legs. Hopefully makes your Saturday betting at Brisbane a little bit easier. Now, the first race we're going to have a look at is the Chief to Beers. It's an 1,100-metre race, and Johnny McLeod's going to take us through this one. But uh, the odds are on the screen now, courtesy of topsport.com.au. The movers there are Sugar Boom, 650 into 5 Varda, $7. King of Hastings, $7. California Zimble, $9. The Astrologist, $9.50. And Nidorp and Zaniah, $10. The replay that we're going to get up here is Nidorp. Um, Johnny, take us through uh, this one. This is Nidorp. He, um, he came from a wide gate at this day and he pinged across and worked a little bit. He found the lead. And then uh, he gave a good kick. Now, the horse on the outside of him goes all right. Blazing um, Miss, I think it is. That's the horse third on the fence who we had something small on the other day that runs second. He's battling away. Um, then you've got a horse out wide that goes quite good. Um, it's just been actually – it's been uh, retired, but it does go quite good. Now, I think um, – He'll push forward on this thing. He won't lead, but if he pushes, boss and gets over to about fourth or fifth and has a little bit of luck early stages, um, you know, the horse will be just peeling around him. It'll be there, and then it's just a matter of whether he can hold off the closes. But I think there's solid speed up in front. We've got um, Sugar Boom. He's really a 900-metre horse, maybe a 1,000. It can't lead, but it'll be sitting second and uh, be vulnerable the last little bit. Uh, you've got Kyle Lees, who I think will probably lead um, going to the 1100. Um, it's going to be a little bit suspect the last little bit. And uh, what was it? there was another horse that was going to kick up. Um, the Odyssey's got a little bit of speed as well. Mm. It hasn't been shown as much of late, but um, it's got speed. So they could spread them out and that'll help Neodorp and it'll posse up beautifully just in behind them and it'll be looming to win and it's $10. So I think that's a nice little price. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, interesting runners here, King of Hastings and the Astrologist. But, yeah, when I first saw the market, I thought the price of uh, Nidorp was uh, was juicy at the $10. Thoughts, mm. Tommy? Yeah, I thought when you look at the market there, Sugar Boom's your $5, $5.50 favourite. Um, I think you've got to go looking for something else. She's a horse that does um, like to lay in under pressure. We've got the rail out at two metres at Doombin on Saturday. She's going to be wanting to roll back to that fence, and to be honest, I think you're going to be wanting to get at least three horses off the um, off the rails in the straight. Mm. Do you agree with uh, yeah. how the track's going to play, Johnny? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because we, um, you know, we we're watching it the other day, and it's on the zero meters, and we we're all sort of saying that three meter lane was the three to probably six was the peak. Mm. The, and uh, whereas now two meters out, you're going to be sort of, I'd rather be, you know, that four two wide position peeling around the leaders. I think that's going to be the uh, the A one. Mm. Perfect, uh, perfect segue into the next race that we're going to preview. It's the Doombin Cup. It's a cracking, uh, cracking race. This one, pretty good field. It. Uh, Odds courtesy of Top Sport on the market now on the screen now sorry and we've got Zaki the favourite wow this move surprised me three ten into two forty five early Sir Dragon a four eighty Muga two five dollars Avilius sixteen dollars Melody Bell eighteen and then you've got nineteen dollars or better the rest it's uh, it's an aggressive market move here Zaki Tommy uh, let's have a look at the replay of the Hollandale Stakes where Zaki was an emphatic winner tell us why you like this horse. Yeah, um, yeah, an aggressive move this day as well in the Hollandale. He was um, he was third up here, and historically the Hollandale is the main lead up coming to the Dooming Cup the fortnight prior, eighteen hundred meters at the Gold Coast. Um, he was coming here in this replay third up. J Mac rolled forward from the wide gate, settled a pair off them. Um, it was a pretty slow run race, so I'm going to put him away fairly easily um, with his turn of foot. Um, as I think I said last week, he was well back this day. I think he was six dollars into three fifty favorite or something like that, um, which was very interesting. His previous run was two thousand meters at Randwick in the JRA Plate. Um, the advantage that day was to be rails in run and on speed. He settled back from the gate after being hampered at the start and run some really good sectionals home. I guess the kind of the drag on him. From that day, even though the patent was against him, he come home with a horse called Hangman. We saw Hangman last week at Doombin. He started the four dollar favourite in that warning race, and not sure what Johnny thinks, but I thought Hangman was fairly disappointing in that race. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm a bit. I, I just don't know what to think about this Saki because he, <laughs> if you rule out his run the other day, he's no two forty shot, is he? Really, you know, and no. he, he had he had the right position. Um, he sprinted at the right time, and you know I, I can't remember the horse that run second. It scratched it tomorrow. Um, Fifty stars, like mm. it was making yeah. some sort of grounded or going with it. Now, is Sir Dragon A and Mugger Two and those sort of horses better than Fifty Stars? And so mm. you know, that's the little question yeah. mark that I've got. But the only thing yeah. is, this horse has got to turn a foot. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah, that's his. That's his plus. Yeah, we uh, yeah. we might get the, the thing, speed. The Here you go. Sorry, yeah. The different thing with Zaki, I guess we saw in the Hollandale, though, was he was able to roll forward, and on Saturday there's not a lot of speed on paper, so he probably does get a similar run. Um, but we've also got, as you said, horses like um, Sir Dragon A, who do bring the A form. The QE2 run behind Dave and Very Elegant was very, very good, I thought. He got shuffled back behind VE, who was just over-racing the entire time, and he kept coming. He's a proven weight phrase performer. We see these Mar and Eustace runners over the middle distances. They know how to train them, and you get Group 1 bossy on. Mm. I guess kind of the drag or the grey up, I guess you could say, with a horse like the Dragon A and Mugatu, is they're coming off um, four-week, five-week spells. Whereas you know Zaki's fourth up now, he's got the fitness under his belt, and this is a race he's definitely been targeted at. 
Yeah, that's a really good point that you make, uh, Turbo. And it's an interesting uh, barrier draw. you got Bowman on one on Muga too. Uh, if he was ever going to run a strong 2,000, it's probably at Doomben. And then Sir Dragone, it would not surprise me at all if Bossy kicked up and made Zaki uh, try and work or tried to get him posted sort of three wide. It'll be a fascinating uh, race, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be a really tactical affair. But, uh, wow, uh, I, I look at a Cox Plate winner at 480, and uh, I, I'm, I want to bet there. Like I, I <laughs> off off one run, you could not yeah. talk me into Zaki at the price of two forty five. So maybe if you are betting at home, yeah. um, there's definitely no uh, no rush to uh, to take the two forty five in offer. I think Johnny McLeod's not going to touch it. It could be the likely winner, but um, yeah, there's definitely yeah. Uh, no yeah. rush to I bet there. So. I agree with you, Scoop. Mm. I agree with you. I think Sir Dragon is probably the one I'll end up having something on. Um, the proven weight for age performer. Mm. Any uh, any talk of tactics that you hear through the press of uh, Boss going forward, I think that would be um, definitely ringing alarm bells. Is there any smoky or any roughy at big odds that can um, spoil the party for uh, for all of them? Humidor. I didn't think it went bad bad at the Gold Coast the other day. He was in the wrong, wrong part of the track trying to push out. And uh, he, he never really got a strong crack at him, and it was through that really good section. So um, the problem is, is, is this pace is going to be not helping him again. But uh, I didn't think he went too bad the other day. Mm. Did you take any of the fifty-one dollars? I do notice he's been fifty-one to twenty-one. <laughs> no, I didn't actually. I'm sort <laughs> of uh, I, I'm winging this race because this is Tom's, and I just but I had a look at a few of the runs, and I can remember Humidor. I I uh, I don't know if I black booked it or I put something against it, and yeah. I know that. You know, it didn't go too bad. It was in the wrong part. So, you know, $50, that seems to be ridiculous. What do you think of it, Tom? Yeah, I thought it, if there was speed goes on, I mean, Waller's got the stable mate shared ambition who can be a pace influence in the race, but you're right, he's going to need speed on. But if the speed goes on, does that play into a horse like Sir Dragon A and 2's favour? Hard to say. Mm. It's uh, it's a fascinating uh, contest. That all about the tactics in the race. If uh, if you want to hear more of uh, their thoughts, these guys, macbet.com.au is where you can subscribe to their info. I know that Johnny does uh, late minute previews uh, from the yard, three to five minutes out. Here you can get his set, and uh, Tommy's stuff is incorporated in that. Also, these guys are both powered by Punning Form, who also sponsor our podcast. We're going to uh, take a bit of a break, and we're going to come back with the BRC Sprint and the uh, the Roses' little eye on the Oaks, and we've got some top sport big bets. And uh, Prince of Boom, that was the one they backed early in the markets last time, so make sure you stay around. Welcome back to Bris Vegas, your Queensland Winter Carnival show, brought to you by Top Sport and Punting Form. We're going to have a look at the BRC Sprint. It's a cracking little race here. Odds courtesy of topsport.com.au. Up on the screen now, we've got Garibaldi, $3.70. Skin, $6.00. Groundswell, $7.00. Tafane, $11.00. And Axe for the all-conquering Michael Costiard. Wow, that uh, that horse has been an improver. But uh, the replay that uh, Johnny wants to look at here is Garibaldi. Yeah, this is this day at Eagle Farm that um, he had a bad gate. He had to go back in the field, Rod, and uh, he just didn't know whether to come out, go mm. in, whatever he's doing, and he just got <laughs> stuck in there. Right? He, uh, yeah, it was a shambles it was, and uh, the course is climbing over everyone. Just, you know, it's, the thing here is that they've gone, they've got him around about eight lengths fast than than average. So for him to run this first two, or especially the the winner, to what's he got? He's got pretty mm, close. It could be a neck. Or, neck yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it, to do that, it was amazing. The, just a big, big run. Um, I, the only little question mark I've got with him is that um, he's going to the 1350. And I, I had a look at it. He had one run last as a three-year-old 1350, um, and he wasn't going near as good, and he just battled away. But he's a different horse here, and there's solid speed on up front. There's, you know, there's a heap of them. Almedo's got some speed. You've got... Uh, Emerald Kingdom's got a wide gate. He's going to have to do something. Groundswell is going to be pushing up from the one gate. You've got Master Jamie's got speed. You've got uh, Fender showing speed of late. And you, then you've got um, Axe, who's been leading of late as well. So, you know, this horse can sit midfield. You know, I know, I think the last time we uh, we we tipped him in that race we just seen, the video we showed him is he ha- he was running about fifth or sixth, getting a perfect run. Now, if he was around sixth here, geez, he's going to be hard to beat or hard to mm. hold out. He's going to get probably around about four or five lengths head start on the other, the second favourite in skin. So I, uh, I think there's a, a bigger gap than what the market has got between those two. Mm. And tell us a little bit about Skins. He's quite progressive. He's, what, five from seven, and he's jumped through his uh, grades the last two starts, D. Van Dyke. Yeah, he's a lovely horse. He, he started settling down in the yard a little bit. He's um, He was very, very sturdy, hurly doors, um, sweating up really badly, but um, he's got him to settle Van Dyke, and uh, he, he he came out a bit slow the other day um, and railed up and got him down. But uh, this is a different kettle of fish that he's chasing here. You know, he only chased um, – what did he chase? He chased Axe, who come out and won next time. But he, he beat a, a, a very uh, – just an average type of horse the other day, Axe, in a slowly run race. So he, he'll know he's in a race here with um, Garibaldi. Mm, and uh, uh, the Victorian followers of the show, they'll be uh, respecting Groundswell and Tofane. Uh, they're both well credentialed for a race like this. Yeah, Groundswell's. Well, I think the thing with him is that's against him is just the speed. He's got this one gate, so he's going to have to really hunt to hold um, the inside, you know, barrier. Where you know he'll be pushing and pushing and shoving. So I think that could be a real worry for him. Um, and. I just want to back something just off the speed. I don't, you know, I think um, Tom, you tipped uh, Stampy the other day. I don't think it's out of the race. You know, it went all right. Third run back here. If he has a little bit of luck from that gate and they spread him out, um, he's got some hope at big odds as well. Mm. Have you yeah. uh, have you got a tip in this race, Tommy? Uh, yeah, like um, I'm looking at a horse like I think Ranier, I think who can just settle off the speed here, second up. I think the 1350 metres is right up um, his alley. I think he's most effective at that 1200, 1400 metre range. So I think just that um, 50 metres less is just perfect. He has the um, kickover trial, gets Bowman on, um, gate seven can be put to sleep. I'm looking at, um, yeah, Ranier and Garibaldi for me. Mm, so uh, nice little price there. You can get $17 at Top Sport if you like that one. And uh, just to repeat, their boys have both got uh, Garibaldi on top 370. And stepping out in trip, he is likely to settle closer in the run. Let's have a look at uh, the last on the card, the Roses over 2,000 metres for three-year-old fillies, a traditional Oaks lead-up. We've got Grace and Harmony, 460, Bargain, 460, Signora Nera, 750. Love the name of this one. Good size, eight fifty. Tycoon Evie and Only Words, eleven dollars, and you can get better. The rest bargains a horse that uh, has been well travelled, and here's her Oaks performance. Uh, talk us through this one, Turbo. 
Yep. Uh, so this was 2,400 metres at Randwick um, on the rain-affected surface. I think they left the sprinklers on that night. And look, the inside part <laughs> where she is now in the green cap trying to get through, that really wasn't the place to be where she was trying to chase down a hungry heart um, in the Oaks. This is the A form, um, no doubt about it. I think it's um, a better form line than what we saw a fortnight ago at the Gold Coast. However, what I liked here was she showed um, tactical versatility. The run prior, she went enormous. She if That was in the Adrian Knox over 2,000 metres. She drew wide that day and had to go back. Um, she chased over a horse called Jouet, clocked the sixth fastest size, 403rd fastest size, 200 of the entire meeting. She went like an absolute bomb. Um, I think 460 is still kind of backable. The negative for me, though, is I think the 2,000 metre started zoomed in you're like pretty much straight onto the bend. So there is going to be a fair bit of tempo, I think. A lot of these horses do like to go forward. So the inside gate, as John was saying, Groundswell in the um, race prior, an inside gate, there's going to be um, weak horses coming back into your face. So you're going to need luck to weave a passage through the field. And she's also 35 days off. So similar to what I was saying with Sir Dragon A, um, it's not the... Um, not, it's up. a bit of an interrupted preparation. You're not getting that lead-up run, all systems go. Possibly they're looking to improve second up. That's the small knock with me, but I've definitely got a favourite. Mm, and uh, something that worries me is when Waller horses draw a wide alley, and uh, this is Grace and Harmony, especially maybe one run before grand final day, where is it going to land in the run on the, on the speed map? Yeah, look, I think they've got to take their medicine and they go back. Um, like I said... Um, I think there will be a fair bit of tempo engaged here, which will allow her to run on. And most importantly, she's coming out of a fast tempo race. So it's kind of, it's apples to apples. Um, it's going to be a very similar run to what she had um, a fortnight ago. And there's going to be a few stable mates, I think, that are going to be able to help her track into the race. It's just whether she's giving a horse like Bargain too many lengths. And if Bargain gets the splits, I think she's going to be terribly hard to beat. I think a smoky chance of $20 there, as you look on the map, a horse that can go forward is atonement. Um, 20 to 1 at the moment. I think it might also be a run short, but at that kind of odds, I can't let it go around like that. It ran a cracker at 2200 at Eagle Farm in the Grand Prix behind the Eleonora. Um, but, yeah, it's just whether it's a run too short. But um, those are kind of the three horses I'm looking at. Mm, and no... Uh... Only Gay Waterhouse would try this, but uh, Splendiferous is going from 1,400 metres to 2,000 metres from Wagga up here to Doom. And Johnny McLeod, is, uh, is that horse any chance? And is there a joker in the pack here? Is, is Atonement a, a good smoky? What's the best knockout runner here? I'm buggered if I know. All I can see here <laughs> is that there's not many hopes. You know, it seems like uh, this is second tier sort of stuff. And uh, so if horses like Bargain, you know, step up. And as you said with Grace and Harmony, it's it's not grand final time. Mm. And uh, Waller is very good at that. And, um, you know, 14 <laughs> gate. It's sort of like it, it makes me a little bit bilious if I was putting my cash on about uh, on Grace and Harmony, thinking it's uh, – you know, it's it's sort of like uh, like semi-final time. That's all. Mm, and uh, yeah, I, I launched into Senor Toba last weekend. I got absolutely burnt, fingers burnt off, and I just, I just shook my head. So hopefully, we can get <laughs> uh, a little bit of revenge in the derby. But 
yeah. all of a sudden we run into a horse like Explosive Jack. So there's just absolute fresh hell everywhere. So bargain is definitely uh, the way. Don't worry about it, Scoot. <laughs> put, put it out of your mind. The grey flash will come down the outside and knock them completely <laughs> off. They won't know which way that's gone. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> let's have uh, let's have a look at the top sport big bets. Uh, the first one here is uh, race one at number ten. Uh, Prince of Ar- uh, Aragon is a uh, thousand at four forty there at uh, top sport. Any uh, any lean or inkling here? That's Tom's race. What did That's you think of it? My race, I think. Yeah, I haven't had a look at that race yet. But a horse like um Stellamade fourth up, it's kind of it's a horse that gets back though, so. It's going to need a fair few favours. But, yeah, that's – yeah, sorry, I haven't done that race yet. And what about uh, this one? I think everyone wants this ticket. It's uh, Doombin Race 7, number one, Sir Dragon, a $4,000 at $6. It uh, looks a juicy, that, juicy price. Is that yours? Well, I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. claim it now. Yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> yeah, I'd love $6. Mm, I'd yeah, uh, definitely – I definitely prefer my uh, four thousand at six dollars, uh, Sir Dragon A, rather than four thousand at uh, three dollars ten Zaki. But um, who knows? Maybe Annabelle Nisham has uh, got the best out of this horse Zaki. But it's going to be a fascinating contest, and it's going to be uh, a great day of racing up at Doombin. Uh, the carnival is just zipping along. Uh, any thoughts of early uh, Stradbroke uh, predictions, or if you had to have a bet in the futures markets now? I haven't really given you guys much warning here, but uh, who is the horse to beat in the Stradi? Anything away from those horses behind uh, that Group One winner, Eduardo, the other day. You know, if this that horse that's coming up on the floor was going to fly up, what's the course that was was flying up and they wouldn't, uh, it couldn't get the flight, and they've had to ship it up. Um, yeah, I think it's yeah, it's it's the uh, it's if it's any good, I think it'll just blow them away. Mm. Ayrton's uh, th- yeah. three three sixty, Herovian thirteen dollars, Nikanova sixteen, Wild Planet sixteen, Trekking. 17 and uh, much better than the rest. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it looks like it's wide open. Tommy? Yeah, I was looking at a horse like Prague, but I think this morning the news has come out that he got injured in the paddock. So my future ticket there is um, confetti. But, yeah, I think a horse I'm probably looking at, Garibaldi, who is going to be light down there in the weight. Um, just quickly, Scoot, did John Walter say he was coming to the track this week? Yeah, look, I'm not sure of his movements, but uh, he's a very exciting character and who knows who will be in his cavalcade. He's uh, definitely a man of mystery and he's uh, got plenty of tricks in his uh, kit bag. I actually thought, uh, yeah, prior to his last start flop in the Goodwood, I thought a horse like Bo Rosso would be the ideal Stradbroke horse, but um, maybe he's emptied out and he's probably gone to the paddock anyway after that uh, Goodwood performance, but uh, he was probably the only value I saw at $26 in the uh, the Stradi there. I'll, uh, I'll ask Walt, you can slide into Walt's DMs, I'm sure you've got a couple things to ask Walton. Um, I'd be surprised if you're not going out for dinner this weekend with Walton, uh, a couple of his acquaintances, Tommy. Yeah, I was disappointed. I didn't get the invite to Eat Street after the races last Saturday, and he also didn't bring any of the uh, the Hulk juice. So not sure what was going on there. <laughs> oh, fingers crossed we don't need any Hulk juice, and uh, Garibaldi can get the job done. It's going to be a fantastic uh, day's racing at Doombin, and uh, thanks for uh, your time today, guys. 
Yeah, he's good. Thanks. Thanks, Jake. Make sure you uh, get around the boys. It's uh, it's going to be a, cr- a fantastic day's racing at Doombin. A big watch against Zaki. I think the boys are starting to lean the way of Sir Dragon A, and definitely there. Garibaldi's the other uh, good bet for the day, and they've uh, tipped up a couple of roughies there. So uh, thanks for joining us on Briz Vegas, and make sure you follow all our content on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or just Little Birdie TV on the YouTube channel. You'll find all our stuff there. Thanks, guys.